Pushkin. Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill-building courses for you to choose from because the steps you choose to take today will help you love what you do in the future. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit UpswellMarketing.com. That's UpswellMarketing.com. So Congress has given you up to $412 billion to lend. Yeah. Do you have like a bank account you can log into to see what you got left? Do you log in? Like I log into my Chase account to see if I can whatever, pay my credit there card is bill? A, there is a login. Uh, it's very complicated <laughs> and it requires multiple like, you know, those keys that two people have to turn at the same time. Well, like the nuclear uh, codes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jacob Goldstein, and this is What's Your Problem? The show where I talk to people who are trying to make technological progress. My guest today is Jigger Shaw. Jigger founded the solar power company Sun Edison and spent decades working in green energy. And then in 2021, his career took a turn. He became a government bureaucrat. Specifically, he took a job running the Loan Programs Office at the U.S. Department of Energy. And then last year, as part of the Inflation Reduction Act, Congress allocated hundreds of billions of dollars for Jigger's office to lend out. The loans are supposed to go to companies that are helping the U.S. economy move away from fossil fuels. That can mean everything from building new nuclear plants to creating a giant hydrogen battery in an underground salt cavern. Ultimately, Jigger's problem is this. What's the best way to lend out all that money and do it fast enough for the U.S. to meet its climate goals? You know, my feeling is, is that for many years, entrepreneurs have felt a lack of support from the U.S. government, right? Okay. There's tax credits, which they've, they've had access to, for sure. But when it comes to commercializing technology, that step is always risky, uh -huh. right? Like you've demonstrated in the lab, you've done a full-scale demonstration, now you need a first-of-a-kind facility, manufacturing facility. And many of those companies have gone to Europe or Asia to commercialize those technologies and not stayed here. So 
what I think our job is, is to make sure they all choose America uh-huh. for their commercialization. And they tie that to the American worker and to American communities. We have for many years been the leaders in innovation, but not the leaders in commercialization. Like all the solar panel technology that China uses to manufacture solar panels were invented here in the United States or by Martin Green at the University of New South Wales in Australia. None of it was was invented there. The same thing's true with lithium phosphate batteries. And so there are all these technologies where we're saying China's beating us. We're like, well, it's our technology. We decided not to commercialize it here. Now we're going to commercialize it here. So in terms of how you decide what loans to make, is there some amount of money that you want to lend by some time? Yeah. So to me, the goal is not the amount of money, right? As a country, we want to hit certain targets, right? The president has laid down decarbonization targets by 2035 and 2050. But we also have national security concerns. Like we want to make sure that if people are building new nuclear plants, they're building American nuclear plants, not Chinese, Russian, French, or Korean nuclear plants, right? And so we want to make sure that we're proving that technology here in this country so that folks in other countries feel comfortable choosing our technology, and they have been choosing Uh our technology. And so we want to win that national security battle too, and that's on hydrogen, that's on transmission. And so we want to make sure that we're winning. We want to meet the moment so that these sectors actually get fully commercialized and become low cost enough that countries around the world think that they can use them. So one of the reasons I'm very happy to be talking to you is that your job gives you this really interesting big picture of what's happening right now in the sort of business of energy transition in America, right? We are where we are. We need to get where we need to get. And maybe in particular, like, what do you see as the key bottlenecks there where you're really eager to fund projects that will, you know, kind of remove or, or, or help expand what is now whatever is the rate-limiting step? What we've learned is Americans want more electricity, right? right. They want electric vehicles. Right. They want new manufacturing plants. They want AI. ChatGBT alone is going to use uh, 10,000 megawatts of new power. And so, so we need more bulk generation. We need nuclear power, right? I love solar and wind power, but we're not going to put all of our eggs only in that basket. We need enhanced geothermal. We need low-impact hydro. And each one of those sectors has their own problems. Uh Like geothermal basically is leveraging the fracking industry. It's all the innovations in the fracking industry. So the oil and gas sector actually has to lead that sector. Uh The hydro sector, we have 37 gigawatts of old hydro dams were built in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s that need to be relicensed and extended. And a lot of those owners are very conservative. How do you figure out a way to to help them, you know, make that decision with next generation fish-friendly technologies, right? So that's on that front. Then you've got the grid. We have a bunch of technologies that we invented 20 years ago that have been fully deployed in the UK and Belgium and Brazil and India, but haven't been deployed here. And so how do you align incentives to get the electric utilities to use really cheap technologies? For $3 billion, we could actually upgrade the existing grid by 30% just by basically changing the capacity of our line based on temperature outside. Right now, we rate all of our transmission lines 
to the worst possible day. Uh-huh. So you're saying so you're saying transmission lines on almost every day could carry way more power than they do. That's right. But we don't allow them to do that. That's exactly right. What do we need to do differently in order to do that? What's the problem you there? You just clip a sensor onto the line. It's super cheap. It- Is it really as dumb as that? And if so, why hasn't it already happened? Because the utility companies in the past made money from deploying money, right? So that's how they, Uh like, if they, so they're like, why do I want to solve that problem for $100,000 when I can solve it for $50 million? By what, building a new power plant instead of making the lines more efficient? Or upgrading the entire distribution system. Uh huh. So, so it's basically bad incentives in the in the utility. Right. Business. But today they feel like their back is up against a wall because so many new plants are coming online, they can't keep up, and so they're like, "Well, we may be forced to do this hundred thousand dollar solution because it's the only one fast enough to meet our needs." Okay. So that's a good one. Uh, you were in the middle of a list. I love a list. Uh, well, <laughs> well, there's there's only three parts yeah, to this we were, list. So the, we were at part number two. What's part number three? So part number three is demand flexibility, virtual power plants. Okay. So what you're finding okay. is is that ev- there's a lot of people buying electric vehicles, and it really is neighborhood by neighborhood. When one person gets one in a neighborhood, 10 more people get it. And if everyone plugs in their EV at the exact same time, then you're basically inefficiently using the grid. Today, our grid which is one of the most expensive machines in the world, is used about 40% of the time, right? So 60% of the time, it's actually underutilized, not used. And so so if everyone plugs in at the same time, then that peak becomes higher. So what you want to do- There's an incredible surge of demand for power, right? right. And the the thing about power is you have to give everybody power at the exact second they want it. That's exactly right. right? The supply-demand balance with power is notoriously difficult. But it turns out the vast majority of electric vehicle owners plug in their car and leave it plugged in for 13 hours. From when they get home from work in the evening till they leave the next day. That's right. So then, and they only charge for about three hours of that 13. So uh-huh. it doesn't matter which three hours they're charging. Right. Right? Right. So you don't have to charge everybody's car at 6.30 when everybody gets home and plugs in. You can plug in everybody's car at 6.30, but the, the yeah. power doesn't have to flow. So Duke Energy, for instance, just launched a plan. They give you a 50% discount on the electricity for you to be more flexible as to when you charge. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's a pretty so big if, incentive. If you, if you say, sure, as long as you charge my car between uh, six at night and six in the morning, I don't care when you do it. If you give me a big discount, I'll charge it whenever you want in that way. That's right. So, and then there's a lot of folks who have backup batteries because they chose to do a backup battery instead of diesel generator or gas generator for their home, right? So that battery now can be used to help manage the grid. Some folks want to opt in their thermostat and they don't really care when their house gets cool, as long as it's cool for when they get home, right? So that we can um, make it cool at two in the afternoon when electricity is cheaper because there's so much solar power than at five o'clock. So I like that you're sort of enumerating some of the easy ones, right? Some of the relatively cheap, huge return, low-hanging fruit. And I hope that we get all of those and that we get them soon. I wouldn't call nuclear easy. <laughs> no, okay, never mind nuclear. So I like that those those last couple ones you were enumerating, the you know, demand flexibility and transmission flexibility at some level. Like those ones as you describe them they're like, "Oh my god, it's so dumb that we're not doing that already." And that's yeah. great that those exist. Uh you mentioned nuclear, obviously nuclear is very hard along many dimensions 
not least of which is the political dimension. There are other things that have to happen that are hard as well, right? Like, what are some of the other hard ones? Well, hydrogen is hard, right? Figuring out whether, you know, there's all these colors of the rainbow, right? So green hydrogen comes from renewable energy. Blue hydrogen comes from natural gas with carbon sequestration and storage. Pink hydrogen comes from nuclear power. But ultimately, to me, it's just low carbon hydrogen. And each one of them has their own technology cost curve. And we're just at the beginning of that cost curve. After the break, the salt cavern in Utah that may soon become a gigantic hydrogen-filled battery. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you get there? There are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. That dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. Okay, 10 seconds. How many things can you name that are always growing? The universe, easy one. Um, My kids, so far... Uh, to-do lists, uh, this month, my sugar snap peas. I know that's not always, I know I'm out of time, but I'm gonna give you one more. Businesses on Shopify. (coughs) Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. There are key moments in every endeavor I ask pretty much everybody I interview on this show about their key moments, their breakthroughs, their failures, their turnarounds, and Shopify can be there for you at all of your key moments. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash problem. Go to shopify.com slash problem now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash problem. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. That's the end of the ads. Now we're going back to the show. 
Let's talk about a few of the specific projects that a few of the specific loans you've made or are about to make. I mean, are there some that are just fun or weird or cool or interesting for whatever reason? Well, I'm a nerd, so they're all fun and interesting and cool. But I'll I'll name a couple for you. So Delta Utah has one of the largest coal plants in the country and a straight transmission line from there to Los Angeles. Um, Okay. And they also are on top of a bunch of salt caverns. It happens to be that these salt caverns are some of the best salt caverns in the world at storing hydrogen. So one of the projects we just funded called Delta Aces had a big electrolyzer, one of the largest electrolyzers in the world when we announced it. And it's under construction and it it will store 150 gigawatt hours of hydrogen in each salt cavern. To put that in perspective for you, the entirety of the United States doesn't have 150 gigawatt hours of battery, lithium ion batteries in this country. Huh. And one salt cavern is going to have it. And they've like seven salt caverns they could tap into if they wanted to. Let's do a little more contextualizing. Yeah. Like gigawatt hours is is one of those classic like <laughs> hard to and 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 that your contextualizing is like lithium ion battery, like that's like nerd on nerd action. So like what's another way to think of you said 150 gigawatt hours? Like how, I don't know. What's a, what's another way to think of how much that is? So that could power the entire state of California for an entire day. Okay. Right? That sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Right. It's a lot. And so this is this is what I'm saying is that like and we're going to need that much storage. Right. And not just for solar and wind. Everybody wants to say, well, these intermittent technologies need a lot of storage, but also for nuclear. Like nuclear really wants to run 24 by 7, even though you can turn Uh it down. It wants Uh to run all the time. And so. So when there's excess nuclear power, you need to do something with it. You could turn it into hydrogen. Right. And so. So, like, in general, storage makes everything better. Yeah. And so is the idea, I want to talk more about storage broadly in a sec, but a giant salt cavern full of hydrogen is cool enough that I want to spend another minute on it. Uh, so so is the idea that that this project, this hydrogen in a giant salt cavern project will essentially be a way to to take energy that's produced when there is not that much demand and essentially use the energy to separate the hydrogen out of water. And then that's, it's like a giant battery. It's like a hydrogen battery that's just sitting there. For the entire Western grid, for sure. And is that going to like work for sure? Is it maybe not going to work? Like how... Like, is there is there technical risk? Is there execution risk? Or is that like, great, oh, yeah, that's going to work. Great question. They just need the money. So the yeah. loan programs office never takes actual technology risk. Okay. Right? Not today. We may have in the past, but not today. So this will not have any technology risk associated. We know electrolyzers work. Okay. We know salt caverns work. There okay. will be execution risk. And we take that risk all the time because we're doing first-of-a-kind deployments. So what could go wrong in this instance in terms of execution risk? In general, I would say very little can go wrong. What could go wrong is that it would be too expensive, that it costs them uh-huh. double what they think it's going to cost them to get uh-huh. it working, right? And then uh-huh. they make a much lower rate of return, and now they're less interested in keeping it going. But in general, the salt cavern concept has been tested and proven forever, and the electrolyzers have been around since the 1950s, although this version of it is far more advanced than the old one. So I don't think anything will not work. I think what will not work is it could be 2x over budget. 
Right. And and therefore not make economic sense. Yeah, exactly. So I want to go back to storage for a sec, because you were starting yeah. to talk about storage in a bigger way. And storage is one of the things that smart people seem to worry about when they worry about the energy transition. So tell me more about storage. So in terms of storage, the electricity system, as I think you suggested earlier, is the largest commodity chain in the world that doesn't feature storage, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Like every other commodity chain, like agriculture or transportation fuels, you have like tank farms, right? Yeah. Uh, in like agriculture, you have like grain silos. Sure. Perhaps the most ancient storage humanity has is, is grain silos. Yeah. Everyone has feature storage. So yeah. electricity has some. So the vast majority of our storage in the U.S. electricity grid and mostly around the world is pumped hydro, right? Where you pump hydro yeah. uphill when you have excess power and then you let it flow back downhill and generate power when you need yeah. power. So you start with that. So now what you say is, is storage valuable? Yes. When you have storage, the variables become a lot easier to manage because you have this built-in capacity within the commodity supply chain. So everything doesn't have to work perfectly just in time, which we'd learned during COVID is not something you want to do anyway. Long supply chains right. just in time leads to all sorts of disruptions. Right. And right. we're seeing those disruptions more acutely now when you have heat domes in Texas or, you know, winter storms in, in North Carolina, et cetera. Right. And so, so storage is now being featured. Now the question is, how do you do storage? The utilities generally like to do things in big, big sections. Right. So this is like Tesla mega packs in central locations. But it turns out there's a lot of people who want to do distributed storage. So, for instance, in Puerto Rico, almost every solar system comes with batteries. And Luma, who's operating the grid now, has just launched a program to be able to unlock those 300 megawatts of batteries in people's homes to act as a grid battery. All these people who get a solar panel, who get solar panels on their house and like a battery wall to go with it, they can essentially sell the stored power in their battery wall back into the grid. Totally. And in Texas, yeah. they have launched this program to do that. And people who participate in that program got their entire summer electricity bill zeroed out because the electricity being sold by the battery back into the grid was so valuable that it uh -huh. zeroed out their whole summer electricity bill. So, I mean, again, these are like the happy versions of the storage. People talk about there being hard technical problems to solve in terms of finding, you know, utility scale, cheap enough storage. So I don't think that's true, right? So remember, okay. like in the late 70s, early 80s, we all decided as a country that we wanted air conditioning. So there was a lot of air conditioning added to the grid. And the way we solved it was through natural gas peaker plants. So we built okay. gigawatts and gigawatts over like 300 gigawatts of natural gas peaker plants and more transmission distribution. And so that made the curve of how we use electricity a higher peak during sunny days, right, where it's hot, and then yeah. lower peaks at night, right? So yeah. you can imagine, right? Yeah. So, so that made our grid less efficient. So that is how right. we Be live today. Because those peaker plants are an inefficient way to to generate power. They sit there all the time. They're kind and of they, they run less than 8% of the year, right? So right. giant, huge, expensive capital equipment just sitting there depreciating. That's exactly right. Off. And yeah. So, yeah. so that budget 
can be diverted to batteries, right? Uh-huh. And today, the technology that we have today can be fully paid for by that budget. Good framing, good framing. Um, more generally, just to, to step back again, you know, beyond storage, sort of the big picture, what are you worried about? What I worry about is that Americans don't believe that we can do this. Like, for instance, on critical minerals, people say, oh, Jigger, you guys don't have critical minerals lined up. You're still getting it from China. That's because we weren't even playing in critical minerals for the last, until two years ago. Like, we, we were not putting our shoulder into it. Today we are. Guess what? We have more lithium than any other place on the planet, and we can get it out of the ground super cost effectively, and we are going to be self-supplying ourselves within four years because it sort of takes that long to get a lithium mine up and running and then processing and all that stuff out of Nevada, et cetera. But we have all the the resources. We just didn't choose to prioritize it. But I just feel like sometimes like there's this woe is me thing going on, and I don't understand it. We have all the technologies. We have the ability to commercialize it. We just got to put our shoulder into it. I like that. I don't want to bring you down, but I am interested. I'm interested in what you haven't figured out or what you're uncertain about or something you tried that didn't work. Like, I appreciate your optimism. Oh, that's a very long just, list. <laughs> great. What, what's something now? What's high on it? What's a thing so that, that you feel urgently you want to figure I'll out? I'll give you an yeah. example on nuclear, right? Yeah. I had a number of electric utilities that came to me and basically said, we would love to build a new nuclear plant. I was like, great, let's figure this out. We like, you know, got all these things together, et cetera, et cetera. And then they came back to us and said, oh, but you have to take 100% of the risk away from us. <laughs> and I was like, that's not how this works. I don't know what yeah. it is that you think is happening. And so we yeah. have been working our butt off to like ask them questions because we're not allowed to you know, force anybody to do something, but we do technical assistance. And so we're saying, is that really what you're solving for? Let's break that down into smaller chunks. Are you solving for this? Are you solving for this? And we have slowly been able to make the conversation make more sense. Now, I don't know whether we're going to succeed in commercializing nuclear, but without our intervention and our facilitating the conversation through the technical assistance that we can provide, I am 100% sure that nuclear power would be nowhere. Right. Your work may not be sufficient, but it is necessary. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute with the lightning round. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you get there? There are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. That dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. 
If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. The automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Now, back to the show. Okay, let's finish with the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. What's one thing you learned from working with Richard Branson? That it is better to be underestimated than overestimated. Say more. Richard Branson comes off as this sort of playboy, but having met him and worked with him, he is as smart as they come. But he doesn't allow people to write these big articles about how smart he is and how you know uh, extraordinary he is at business, etc. Because, like, it is one of his biggest things is to be underestimated. You've worked in energy for a long time, right? For decades, and I'm curious at sort of big blue sky, hand wavy level. What do you feel like you understand about energy that most people don't understand? I think that fundamentally energy is innovation, economic growth, right? I mean, people are talking about how AI is going to take over the world. It's not going to take over the world unless there's enough electricity to supply to AI, right? When you think about all of the things that we're doing to live a modern lifestyle, it all comes from the premise that we have reliable, affordable, safe energy. What's the Jigger Shaw rule? (laughs) You shouldn't do dumb policy. Great. Uh, Thank you for your time. It was a delight to talk to you. This was a great conversation. Thanks for letting it go in the ways that it went. It was, it was fascinating for me as well. Jigger Shaw runs the Loan Programs Office at the U.S. Department of Energy. Today's show was edited by Karen Chikurji, produced by Edith Russolo, and engineered by Amanda K. Wong. You can email us at problem at pushkin.fm. We are always, always, always trying to find 
interesting new guests for the show. So if there's somebody you think we should book, please let us know. I'm Jacob Goldstein, and we'll be back next week with another episode of What's Your Problem? Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.